0: Holly. hi i'm jazz and welcome back to mix talk so how have you been if i mean none of you are gonna know but this is rounds i don't know 400 <laughs> oh God. trying to get this episode out
1: <laughs> so many te- technical technical difficulties why why is everything just shutting down around me but I will bore you with my two weeks I guess (laughs) again (laughs) but I think I I think this time will be a little bit shorter and more precise and maybe maybe it will be more direct you know what I mean like sometimes when I'm listening to the podcast I'm just out here chatting and I'm like no focus nothing so let's start I am good um let's start with I have had the worst cold and it's going around I literally got a text yesterday from Simon's mom and she was like I'm finally better like the fever days are over and it feels so good I'm like I feel you so bad because everyone is getting this really like ill cold I don't know I don't know if it's the influenza or what it is just not not it but let's go back to pre-easter because it's just been easter i kind of wrap my mind around it i feel like we're in march but no we're in fucking end of april anyway so pre-easter i was working i worked actually i did not say this in our last recording but i worked a little gig um a little social media gig where one of like my my boss company because like my the company that I work for has been bought up by another company so the company that bought my company hired me for the pre-easter to like take pictures and like do their social media which was quite cool because they did this like this little event where they had the popes the popes exorcist pre premiere in a church which was quite cool and it was oslo has this weird concept like there's this one church that they use as a nightclub sometimes and it's a very like controversial topic of should you be taking tequila shots at 2am in a church and it's like a really pretty old old church as well but it was good it was fun um easter went home and you know the drill never sleep in the morning be with my family in the evening be with friends and just keep on going with no sleep until i get home got back to work but then i also got sick so i've been i think it's like two days where i've just been off work i got sent home on wednesday you're like you're not gonna be here because no one else wants to be sick but this is what fucks me over i don't know if jazz will um if jazz will agree with me but working in catering or like service industries you are manipulated you you like you have to be at work at all times like you will be running a fever and the boss will be like are you sure you can't stay for like the rest of your shift are you sure you can't come in we don't have enough people on the floor you need to come in even you're like you're feeling guilty taking a sick day at home while being in corporate it's more like oh you're sick get your ass out of here go get better and it's just like the weirdest thing because i felt guilty staying at home I could easily work from home. That's the thing. I could easily do my little typing in the comfort of my own home. But I still felt really guilty for like going to the office and like having to go back because I'm sick. So it's like this, this weird shift in my head, I guess. I know. Um, I get that
0: though. Like I always feel if I'm ill, I'm like, I need to sound ill. I need to sound ill. Even though I am ill, I need to sound ill because I don't want it to look like I'm just taking it sick day for no reason
1: yeah i feel like i have to show that i'm dying no one really cares really no one cares well no one felt like they cared like they were like oh i hope you get well but they really didn't care that i was at home because they were like yeah but anyways that was a weird thing i've gotten sick a couple of times but i've not been as sick as i have been sent home um and today has been about a week Since I've been ill and I went to back to the gym. I went to the gym on Saturday, but I had the worst migraines ever. Uh, This is where we could not record on this Saturday. (laughs) Um, And then on the Sunday, I was ill, but we tried it, but it was like technical difficulties. But today I went back to the gym. The sun is shining. The days are just, today's just a really good day. And that has been my life in I feel like that was a little bit neat. That That was a little bit neat. It
0: was. I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Okay, so how are you,
0: Jess? Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) I don't know about anybody else, but this week has felt like the longest week and it's only Tuesday. I honestly feel shattered. I feel like a broken woman. I think it's because I know that we've got five days of work this week and it's not a short week. So that Monday hit me hard. So I'm pretty tired. But other than that, all is good. Um, my Easter was really fun. It was a bit different. I went to Romania to see Sam, my boyfriend, which was really cute. I would 100% recommend people to go. <laughs> um, yeah, but I can't really tell you what I did. i walked around the old town a lot because that's probably the nicest part not that Romania isn't nice or Bucharest but it's very like London or it actually gave me Brighton vibes so they have like a lot of kind of I don't know how to explain it like iffy places that you'd be like I wouldn't walk there by myself in the dark alone <laughs> but the other day it's really nice and then night. Like, The old town is almost, like, going to the lanes or something. It's really cute and, like, loads of little bars and restaurants and little shops, like, very, very nice. And um, it's also very cheap there. I could get Ubers everywhere and they were, like, £3 for an Uber. It was so good. I think I had a half-hour journey um, because we went to a spa and it was... Eleven pounds to get there, which sounds like a lot, okay, but in comparison for me to get to the airport um on the Saturday, which took about half an hour, it was sixty quid so sounds, that that sounds
1: more correct. It's about sixty quid as for me as well it's, yeah,
0: it's it hurts so. But yeah, it was really good. Um, the only thing I would say was there were a lot of strip clubs or like gentlemen clubs there. I love a good strip
1: club though. That's I not don't nice. know. <laughs> like
0: they looked kind of like sus. I don't <laughs> because it'd be like it would be so bait. It'd be like girls, 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 or like get Thai massage here, and I was just like, whoa, wow. Well. Not the time not massage! For me. Not for me. <laughs> I feel like I'm not selling it here.
1: <laughs> See, strip clubs, okay, time massage. If it's if it's an actual time massage, we could yeah. talk. If it's we're talking about happy endings.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you know what? I've never <clears throat> actually been to a strip club ever. Have you've been Brighton as well. No, I've never been. I've actually,
1: who did I go I know I went with Savannah. That was very weird to say, but Sav. <laughs> but I was it just me and her then?
0: I don't know. Like I've just oh. never like I don't know, I've never gone. Never been. Maybe Romania was go. my chance and I missed it. Who knows? Just need to go to Romania again. <laughs> exactly. But Oh well. Yeah. And then one of the best things about Romania was they had the biggest spa in Europe. And honestly, I would just go back to Romania for the spa. I spent, or me and Sam spent about seven hours there. It was 30 quid for the whole day. And there was a massive heated pool and it went to the outside and like little jacuzzis and best parts, swim up bar. Get those cocktails. I mean, I don't know how hygienic that is, to be honest. But at the time, I was. It's alcohol. Yeah, but cocktails. It's what kind of? It's fine. It's fine. We don't think about those things. COVID friendly. As long as we don't get a yeast infection, we're good. We're good. And then there's loads of saunas, and I think you could get massages there as well. Not Thai massages, I hope. <laughs> I'm sure if you ask, is if you ask well enough. Yeah, um, and I think they had like mud packs, and then they had quite nice restaurants as well. Like the food was really good. I think I had carbonara because who doesn't love pasta? Yeah. But anyway, that was pretty much my Easter, and then I came back really tired, kind of hungover, but how else would you do a holiday you know have you really been in a holiday if you come back feeling fresh
1: oh like even when i was younger i always came back and i was tired i know absolutely na- alcohol or not if i do, if i come back from a holiday and i feel refreshed trust i do not enjoy myself i was by the pool sleeping and that is not how you spend a holiday without children because see i'm a childless person and i'm gonna enjoy every single second of it until it changes because meeting
0: people with children oh i know honestly (laughs) going to the airport with a child (sighs) looks like the worst thing i could Mm. ever think think of oh
1: I know I actually read I do not know what airport this is because I forgot but it was written somewhere in the news where someone um did not buy it was Ryanair by the way so they didn't buy a ticket for their infant child so they literally left their child in a stroller and ran through security to get their flight and then when they got like caught because like security obviously went and got them were like yeah we just wanted to like come to the flight, explain them what is happening, and then go and get our child, because, like, the child is not taking up a seat, they're gonna sit, because they're an infant, I'm like, both parents, the mother and the father, run through security, like, oh, left, it. see, thing is that, I'm like, that is a mood, but at the same time, I'm like, how do you leave your child, just, just chill yeah no and their excuse was like oh we're gonna come back we just wanted to explain the situation to like the guard so like the flight doesn't leave us there there's some holes in those diary starry- in the story
0: yeah that's crazy i mean first of all there was two legal guardians there why didn't one of them just mm-hmm. stay with the baby oh my god
1: we I mean, just buy that extra seat. I know it's Ryanair, but it's Ryanair for a reason. You need to yeah pay to breathe in also, Ryanair. Also, if you get the
0: extra seat, you have more space. So at the end, you're winning there.
1: You really are. You really, you really are. And I'm sure like an infant child seat is not. Hopefully, it's not as expensive as a grown up. 40 I don't think so.
0: Able. No, I'm pretty sure like a child. You know.
1: I have no idea. I feel like I feel like anyways, that is just me going on a tangent to <laughs> the <and> kids. Um <laughs> I'm very happy I don't have them right now. Want to have them someday. Now is not the time.
0: Definitely not. Definitely not. Mm-mm.
1: All right, so last time we did a recording, we talked all about company towns and how it provided something very different than what we're used to now. Often associated with an utopian idealism, big industrial industrials um, thought of towns as a way of, to reduce the negative consequences of industri- industrialization. I don't know why that word is such a hard word for me. That's a big word for Elmo. <laughs> it's a
0: big word. <laughs>
1: industrialization it? balsamic vinegar <laughs> we love it so sorry about the little tangent again but um it was it was to ensure uninterrupted production in their factories so we've been through all that the loves and not the loves but the facts but now we want to go into more concrete places so i want to talk about the beta the beta company that is a shoe company and i will just be reading a lot of facts and hopefully it will go smoothly so here we go (coughs) the Czech shoe company beta is a good example of how industrial companies were in the 1930s long before communism entered the Czech republic beta went on a mission to the shoe world to do something to do so they built 55 company towns around the world um all structured around their beta system so every little town kind of were copy and paste um which was kind of fascinating because thinking is all right it was around the world it was in africa it was in asia it was in in europe so it was kind of the same concept in each country kind of um so let's start let's start this story from all the way to the start um so the t and a beta shoe company was established on september 21st 1894 by siblings thomas anna and antonian beta the eighth generation of beta family shoemakers in the rural town of zin Czechoslovakia. they were you know innovators from the starts replacing the traditional once one man workshop so this was a family industry and in 1899 they the first the first store opens up and in 1905 production grows up to 2200 pairs of shoes a day and uh, making Beta the largest footwear company in Europe. In 1912 600 full time workers were employed by Beta so a lot was happening in such a short time between 1894 to 1912 it grew very rapidly and they had a strategy plan but then world wars started to happen and <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> And no, no, <laughs> maybe we're going to go into one now, but stay tuned. But um in the 1930s Beta felt a social responsibility to the world and to their workers. The advent of the world war hit the growth of the business with the lack of availability of raw materials and labor as the company workers were being drafted into the army by Thomas Beta cons- consistently maintained his determination to continue production with a constant focus of innovations and benefits for employees he built houses for those employees near the factories where inexpensive meals and free medical care were employed the wives of his employees at the factory so came from a good part place heart very business minded as well because happy workers is a happy worker which means that they're going to make more and be more grateful towards the person who kind of created this cushion bunny quotes, when people are going to war people are dying and this factory is still going on making them giving them money and all that um beta was a centralized vertical system of controlled a aimed to the entire production cycle from the processing of raw materials to selling finished product covering not only the production of shoes but also welfare, architecture, urban planning and social behavior. Beta cities based on the ZIN model are built throughout Europe, Asia and America as stated previously. Many incorporate the company's name in incorporate their company's name within the countries. so in france it was Betaville in india it was batanga brazil it was batu Batata- batatuba <laughs> um in java it was cali beta and canada in which station that they are in now is called batawa so this happened in shekia but they closed down this will come um, in the story, but right now they are biggest in Canada, and this is where like they have their headquarters now, which kind of shows you how much they 've grown and how much they 've moved how they 've like the headquarters so they did really well actually um, beta became synonymous with a way of standard life beta towns had shops selling beta shoes grocery stores had products from beta farms and beta sponsored cinemas and theaters where workers could enjoy a film or a play during their evenings and weekends as well as having a beta-run town they had sports facilities for workers to enjoy and blow off steam after work in a reasonable time and schools for children To study in and be formed as a young beta man and woman, so this was oh wow, I mean a lot. It's a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot. By supplying the local recruited workers all their needs, the company attempted to foster a high degree of fidelity among its employees by also controlling all the production facilities beta and other companies that followed a similar model had brought a future ahead of them in but it that 19 uh, 1935 beta factories manufactured 168,000 pairs of shoes every day i mean what a girl's dream (gasps)
0: It's like so many shoes. I <laughs> don't think my house could fit that many shoes in. <laughs> this is why we have company
1: towns around the
0: world. 168,000.
1: Um, by 1938, Beta had 65,000 full workers um, and they had 5,300 stories in Europe, Asia, North and North America. So I do not know the math there but anyone with a quick quack calculator please <laughs> do the math for me okay so let's close this story up the factory in Zilin which employed 1,500 people in 1989, closed its doors in the 2000s. It didn't stop there. Across the world, factories were shutting down and workers were moving out of beta houses into surrounding communities, with the company's cultural uh, centers, grocery stores and newspapers co-signed to another area. By the time the building shut down, the buildings just became factories so they just deserted their little um company towns despite their initial success the company towns did not last long the first wave of troubles in the company's towns of western europe and north america already emerged at the end of the 19th century so the one at slain was not the first one but it was the core one the one that kind of like started the um, the company town crisis not crisis but yeah um company towns did not take care of the aspect of workers life even though the website because i got a lot of my of my stories from the beta website which i would say is quite reliable but reading around it I might add it was very hard to get information about this company town um except from like it was just a company town and they sold shoes and it was revolutionary that's literally it but nothing into like was it good was it bad how did it end but like putting in fitting in the puzzles by myself it was not a great a great company town to live in, it was very controlling. It was very like you cannot do this, you cannot do that, and you have to be at work and you have to do this to get to get your freedom. Bunny quote um many claimed that the company towns were a standard standard standardized golden cage, which kind of reflects how bunny quotes well they were treated. Um, but they didn't stop there. They didn't stop in the two thousands. So they're still alive and kicking now, and getting into law courts. Because now we're doing more strikes. We know our Wait, sorry about that. We know our rights. We know what to do if we do not feel. Um, appreciated so the shoe company beta refuses to take responsibility for their resolution of a labor rights conflict arising a factory at pala and Co, a Sri lankan shoe factory workers say its owners repeatedly refused to pay workers and agreed upon rise raise Beta, who was sourcing from a factory at the time of the labour conflict, cut its commercial relationship with Payla and Co. in late 2013. We're dropping people left, right and centre here, Beta, uh, Some people left the company after the strike, some people left because they just wanted to leave and some people got fired. Um, the dismissed workers are still facing severe problems, finding other jobs because almost all worker, workplaces refused to, take them. The management of Pala Pala and Co allegedly spoke to other factories management and asked them to not recruit their former workers. A former worker of Pala said that her situation since the dismissal was rough. And this is what she said in the interview. I have no husband as my husband has left. I have two children. I am in a rented house, actually I don't have the money to pay the rent for my house. It's difficult to find another job in another factory. I need to go to back, back to work. 85 out of the 179 dismissed workers were re- reinstated by Pala and Co. However, the catch was that they had to sign an agreement with Pala and Co. stating that they would not participate in any trade union activities in the future so they're not allowed to be in any union um but just seeing how they reacted to this case in 2013 where people kind of know their rights more and i would say this was a mild. they didn't get their raise so they were getting paid they just didn't get raised how were they treating these people like in 1898 or in early 1900s when there were not really like law enforced labor if that makes sense because it was very touch and go back back in the days as if i was old um but yeah so that is the beta history which begun very well and like world war and thomas was like i'm gonna make this a big in family um job opportunity for everyone and we're gonna have housing but just closing off with like signing like you're not supposed to be in any in any unions
0: yeah i think i think it's the same with like most company towns But it all starts as a good idea, like good intentions. If we think about back to Fordlandia, Ford had like such a good idea. He thought it was such a good idea and it was going to be so much better for the workers and obviously himself. Um, And I think it's the same here. It's like, oh, but if if the employees are close to work, then they can have more leisure time because they're not at work more. They can just go back home or you know, it's so much easier. Commute's like the worst part. Um, but then I think, and then it just gets like slowly and slowly more controlling and, oh, well, actually, if we do this, we could get more production done and we could get more money here, and more money there. And the fact that they're making 165,000 shoes a day at one point. Is ridiculous, even if they did have sixty five thousand employees or however many, there's still so many shoes in one day um which is crazy, and I find it really weird that like they sponsored the cinemas and theaters as well because it's like, are they showing you films like is it propaganda because I know it's oh. a shoe company.
1: But yeah, like you, you cannot have like radical or self-thought films that will make an uprise in in the cinemas. It has to be very like dead. This is the correct way to think vibe. I get that. Yeah I get that. Mm. that I'm is not a new sure part. like a
0: better way of living, you know? Mm. Like would they like imagine if you show like travel in the world and then you're stuck in this town where everything's Beta, is it it's like beta, beta food beta shoes beta cinema like
1: <sighs> the world is revolving around beta and also what i was kind of thinking is that when you're in a town that is beta sponsored how much are you gonna get paid just because Ooh. like everything is mainly sponsored so like do you need that much money so you cannot get out that's so out? True. is
0: it like it's sponsored by beta but your beta to your pain for it at the end of the day mm. and that's so true Endless the cycle oh. yeah and i can see how it's so hard to get out like that poor lady
1: mm. and this is
0: what in really recent 10 years ago
1: yeah and she's like
0: i can't get a job anywhere <coughs> all i know is beta and i might have to like give up my rights to
1: it work crazy her. And usually, like, fact- I read someone were like, factory workers couldn't get work anywhere else because, like, they've been working in the factory so long, that's all they know. Um, So it's more of like, if no other factories can take them, they have to go back because the factories are like, oh, you- it's like mean girls, you can't take it, it's mine. That employee is mine. She has to come back to me and
0: grovel. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep, so, you know, never try to be in a company town, that's for sure. And I can't believe it's been going on for so long.
1: I know. I mean, kudos for, like, the family, I guess. They must be making mad bank, but, like... Yeah. For everyone else? Fuck. Bless. Yeah.
0: So, the one that I looked at was is a little bit different because it's not a concrete company town and it's still very like prevalent or present in today's society and if you don't remember in the previous episode i was talking about disney and how disney is kind of a company town but we don't really know much about how it is a company town so i wanted to dig a bit deeper um and I have to admit it was still really hard to find anything on Disney as a company town and there's a lot of you can find a lot of questions on Google search about it but nothing really tells you properly how it works so and when I'm talking about Disney I'm kind of talking about Disney World uh more than Disney as a brand if that makes sense. So I will just start off first of all with what Disney World is. So Disney World is an entertainment resort complex in Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista, Florida, United States which is near the cities of Orlando and Kissimmee. It opened on October the 1st 1971 and the resort is operated by Disney Parks Experience and Products, a division of the Walt Disney Company. The property covers 25,000 acres of which half has been used. The resort comprises four theme parks, two water parks, 31 themed resort hotels nine non-Disney hotels, several golf courses, a camping resort and other entertainment venues including the outdoor shopping centre Disney Springs. Designed to supplement Disneyland which they had in California, um, the complex was developed by Walt Disney in the 1960s. It was known as the Florida Project and it was actually intended to present a distinct vision with its own diverse set of attractions Walt Disney's original plans was to create this kind of um this planned community which was intended to serve a testbed of new city living innovations so basically when Disney was thinking about his vision I don't think he Obviously, he wanted it as, like, an entertainment resort, but I think he also saw it as a place where uh, new people... uh, where people could live, and it was more a community rather than a theme park, and that's why it's so massive. I mean, if you think about it, the ones in the UK is literally one theme park. It's not a world. (laughs) So... I mean, it's crazy. 31 themed resort hotels. Just 31 <laughs> hotels.
1: That is a lot. Mental. That is, that is more hotels than... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. and But before any of this could happen, Walt Disney died on December fifteenth, 1966 during the initial planning of the complex. After his death, the company wrestled with the idea whether to bring the Disney World project to life. However, one of Walt's older brothers came out of retirement to make sure his dream was realised. Construction started in 1967, and then the first theme theme park, The Magic Kingdom, was opened in 1971. And very slowly, others started opening. Um... So that kind of gives an idea of what Disney World is, and currently, so the reason why I see it as a company town, and I think people don't necessarily, like, view it as a company town, even as it is, is that the amount of space it takes up and the amount of people it employs is ridiculous. I mean... Um, I was actually looking on Twitter and uh, a lot of people rely on, I mean Twitter, yeah I know, but a lot of people rely on Disney or like Disney World or any of these Disney resorts to fund their lifestyle or like to be paid, like it's a lot of people's jobs in Florida And so I at the start I said it's in Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista actually um, These are just known as like a mailing address of Walt Disney World and They pretty much are owned by Disney These two um, Places in Florida. So already they take up like a massive portion of Florida Um, So for a little bit more information of why it's a bit dodgy in a sense is the fact um the reason behind like the success of Disney World I guess um so with that so Disney with the help from lawyers who are unaware of that who their clients was was able to um, gave Disney the ability to acquire 25,000 acres that make up Disney World for only $5 million. And I know that sounds a lot. And for even for 1965, this is very small. I just want to quickly search up how big is 25,000 acres.
1: Sorry, I don't know if anyone uses the matrix system. But that is 101,171,411 square metres. That is how much 25,000 acres
0: are. I've also just seen that it's almost the size of Hong Kong. (sighs) Like, (laughs) the size of a whole country. Are you joking? um, No. Oh, wow. Let me see. So 25,000 acres is the size of a Scottish island. But, yeah, it's pretty big. Anyway, it is, yeah, huge. Um, and the fact that they only got it for $5 million is pretty crazy. Once the land... Yeah, I know. Um... Once the land was secured, the campaign for total control over the area begins. Um, So actually, like I said, inside this district, they own Bay Lake and Lake Buena Vista. So they literally have unprecedented level control over these countries. As they are the only landowners in the district, they can vote on who can govern these districts. So Disney has the upper hand of every single decision making within these counties the powers granted are far reaching for example Disney can issue their own liquor licenses to themselves they largely do not use surrounding countries infrastructure instead they build their own water own fire departments own transportation and own emergency services so literally everything in these counties or in this section of the world is owned and controlled by disney sounds like a company town to me um oh here we go disney world is what looks like if you give a corporation full control over an area's land as big as san francisco it's worked out great for the company which counts on the park for 14 percent of its two billion yearly earnings And it's been a boom for Florida as well. The park turned Central Florida into an economic powerhouse and tourism destination. It's also a huge source of employment for people in the area, with 62,000 employees at the park alone it's harder to quantify what else the park has done, both in terms of environmental impact and loss of taxes for the surrounding country, counties and state. But the story is certainly fascinating of how much a Fortune 500 corporation can, like, take over a piece of the world. Um, so there is a little bit more, but that kind of gives the sense of how big I guess Disney is and like how much control they actually have and if we think okay it's not the whole world and it's not in multiple countries but that whole section of Florida of the US is solely reliant on Disney and it's a little bit scary to think you could be solely reliant on a particular company, I think it's great that it's seen as successful. And when I was looking on Twitter, actually a lot of people are for Disney. Um, but when you read it like that, I think how do you get out of it again? Yeah, and I'm like, it. Do people see it as a good thing because Disney is such a famous brand and it's technically for children? And it's supposed to be, like, the world of dreams. So, how can it be bad? It's also, like, nostalgia for a lot Mm. of
1: people. So, like, how can Mickey Mouse or Cinderella be bad?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And then, what else? Um, So with that in mind it's actually become like a very big topic at the moment because there is um let me try and find it sorry so at the moment there is this guy called something desantis i don't even know i want to say lauren but i feel like that's wrong (laughs) let me check Why can't I find his name? Oh, Ron DeSantis. Okay, I was very close, Lauren. Anyway, so this Republican governor, Ron DeSantis, wants to get rid of um, Disney having such a big control over um, the country and in particular this area called Reedy Creek so, Reading Creek is a district within um, within uh, Walt Disney World, and it has control over all the theme parks. But it also like has co- bit of control over like some of Orlando or other parts of Florida, um, which means that, like I said, Disney has responsibility for like the power, the water, the roads, fire protection. But also they don't have to pay any taxes. Like they can get away with a lot of stuff. Um, So last year, DeSantis challenged lawmakers to uh, sign a bill that would stop Disney from having all this control and basically giving control back to other governors. Um, And it's set to limit the damage of what could be done to Disney. So one of the big things is, like, to stop, um, like, to make sure they pay their taxes and stuff like that. Um, And I think it's quite interesting, like, I think it's a good idea um, because I do think sometimes when, uh, when... What's it called? When companies have this much power... It's a little bit crazy. Um, so I can see where he is coming from. And I was actually very for him when I first started researching to kind of stop this control. Because um, I thought, oh, yeah, it's really bad. Like, how can they have all this control over fire and, like, the power sources and, and I, all these employees are relying on one, one company. But actually... Weirdly I thought, let me just have a look on Twitter and see what people are saying because this is like literally happening right now. And DeSantis is actually the villain in this story for Twitter users. A lot of people are saying that um it's because he's a Republican, so he doesn't like Disney and Disney's gay rights. He wants to just shut down the whole of Disney. He doesn't understand like how much money it brings in through tourism. How, like, so many people are supported from Disney through employment. Like, it's a big part of people's lives. So I thought that was quite interesting to see maybe how a... Um, a What's it called? A t- company town as such could be good. So I've got, like, a couple tweets here that people said. um As part of Ron DeSantis' Reedy Creek feud with Disney World, he literally just told the press that he's analysing whether to build a state prison next to Disney World. Who else finds it disgustingly ironic that the party who claims to care about children and crime now wants to build a state prison next to an amusement park that accommodates 25 million-plus people, children, annually, all because of a grudge? Oh, the tea! Yeah. Oh, my God. And then... Somebody said, Ron DeSantis has declared war on Disney despite the fact that Walt Disney World generates an estimated $18.2 billion a year in economic activity in Florida and is responsible for more than one in every 50 jobs in the States. Oh
1: my God. That is... Sc- it's so scary how you can like spin off politics because when you were talking about him I was like, I mean, I don't mind paying like taxes make everything better even though i hate paying my taxes it pays for so much that i use like buses schools prison whatever well i don't use prisons but like going on twitter and like hearing what other people who are on the other side are saying and are thinking it's just switch of the light and i'm like i'm agreeing with you like you're making sense there that this is this this
0: are wise words, cause what the fuck? Yeah, I mean it's hard, isn't it? Because when you look at it and how much control they have, it's ridiculous, and I don't think any company should have that control. I do think maybe we're like leaning more into like leaning more towards big company towns because such big companies are like big companies are more prevalent in society like apple or um i don't know elon monk's tesla and stuff or whatever Mm. he does and like disney world (laughs) is such a big thing like they've got disney plus now Mm. and whatever a lot but yeah at the same time you can't just get rid of something that's been there for ages and is supporting the economy that much
1: this is true. Like Disney World is such an icon. Like everyone, everywhere knows what Disney World is, and there's been there's so much nostalgia and history that has Disney on a chuckle That I feel like it would be hard to kind of move the system, and especially like if it's because it's how much how many acres was that twenty five thousand acres that is a lot of land for a lot of people to live in to work in to like start a community and i feel like it's too big to make a change overnight
0: because if it's like
1: a small company town with like i don't know two three thousand people in it yes it's going to be hard but it's it's still like doable bunny quotes but like one in 50 people like one in 50 people in america are employed in at disney world
0: that is a big-ass number. That is huge. I guess it's like... I don't know. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing that we've got here? I still feel like because it's... Because is this just a... You go. <laughs> no, I feel like... I don't know. I'm still
1: thinking about it because it's like... I feel like it's a bad thing just because if... why does Why does Disney World have so much power... What is that stopping Elon Musk, or what is it stopping someone else? Even though they like took a lot of time to build this company town, Elon Musk could like start a company town in Arizona or wherever he's gonna build his company town, and a hundred years from now it would be as big as, as Disney and what what stops it to be a communist or what stops it to be something else? Cause it's like it's I feel like it's its own little mindset. So mm. I feel like they should have a connection towards the real bunny quotes real world. Just because of like Yeah. What makes Disney so special, even though I feel like it should still stay the same, but maybe like taxing and being more integrated with the rest of america maybe
0: yeah i agree because <laughs> i i don't think disney's necessarily bad as such but it's just it's a company town that's become very very successful and has actually worked but where it's worked i feel like it's gonna sound really bad but i feel like people are almost brainwashed into thinking oh, but this is great. Like, we need Disney. We can't live without it. Um, And that makes it almost so separate from society, but also very attached, I guess. That is one hard one. Yeah. Well, if you guys have any thoughts... (laughs) If you guys have any thoughts on Disney World or the Beta Shoe Company and you're like you know what maybe company towns aren't so bad and they are helping our economy or maybe you're like nah fuck that i need to do my own thing i'm not being tied down to one company please dm us at mixtalk 99 or if you're old school like beta please email us at mixtalk99 mixtalk99 at (laughs) gmail.com yes lovelies remember to take
1: care of one another and we will speak real real soon